Welcome to episode number two of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today, we're talking about positive habits and rituals and why they're so important when you're trying to uncover your truth and dare to change. We're going to talk about our bad habits and how we snap out of it to get back on track. And then we're going to wrap it up with some epic tips to help you guys find your own positive habits and live your truth. Let's get started. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. Hey everyone, Allie here. So positive habits, such an epic topic, one that we hear and we see. It's such a buzzword in the community especially the health and wellness community. And I just want to jam real quick on why they're important to me. So as I've talked about in previous episodes, I also run another website called The Journey Junkie. It's yoga and life inspirations. And the only way I've been able to balance a full-time job, a husband, um, a social life, a regular life for, with me time, and then also build a whole nother community has been positive habits. So these are near and dear to my heart. It's how I literally unfold my day almost every day. And yeah, I just want to share a little slice of that and hope it helps inspire your own habit making, creating, and living your truth and daring to change. Nice. Yeah, Allie has so many good habits. I feel like that I could take a page out of her book. I too think this topic is super important. Um, but for me, I really wanted to talk about it from a different perspective. I feel like I'm kind of more of the fall off the horse and get back on the horse type of positive habit person. Um, I do a lot to keep myself organized and keep myself in check. But um, I know that this is something I'm always working on. And so I thought that if this is a, you know, a kind of a sticky area for me, then it's got to be complicated for other people out there. I just thought, why not? Why not put it out there and talk about it with everybody? I love that. Before we kind of unfold, there's this quote, um, I think it's by Seneca that the quote says, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And so what I love about that quote is if we're consistently practicing our habits day in and day out, whether or not we fall off the horse or not, as long as we know how to get back on the horse, um, I think that consistency and building that muscle of willpower is what's going to breed opportunity in your life. And what might seem to others as luck is really a lot of hard ass work that you've done over and over and over again. And then it just breeds space in the universe so that you can have opportunity in other realms. So I think that's a really epic quote. We will link to it in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I just need to jump in there with that. <laughs> I love that. That'll, that gets us really inspired yeah. to get started. <laughs> okay. So everyone, we have come up with 
10 healthy habit hacks. However, we're not going to divulge into all 10 right here because Carly and I have a talking problem (laughs) and you will legit be here for two hours if that happens. So we're going to touch on a few of our favorites and then link to all of them in our show notes where you can find that at truthanddaremovement.com. It's where you can find everything we reference. So to kick it off, I am a weekly planner freak. It's sort of an OCD thing. However, it helps me map out and shape the landscape of each week and not necessarily just like to-dos and errands, but I really break it down into specific categories. So what I need to do for myself, like self-care, self-love, what I need to do for the Journey Junkie community, what I need to do for this podcast community that we're building, what I need to do specifically on a project I'm working on. And then it's like follow-up stuff, errands, to-dos, like, you know, like the pesky bullshit, like go to Walgreens and get this. (laughs) Um, And I list out (laughs) everything I want to get done under each of those categories. And then I legit schedule them into my day. And that doesn't mean I necessarily do it every day. But like I said, it gives me that landscape of what needs to get done every week in order for me to live my truth and continue to dare to change. Cause like if you don't write it down, you got, then how can you, how can you manifest it? And then one other thing that's really big for me is food shopping. So I'm a Carly and I both love to eat healthy and love to fuel ourselves with, you know, real food. And, uh, so. Food shopping is super important because I cook all my meals. I probably eat out once a week, twice maximum. And so starting the week off right with a huge fridge full of delicious real food is just like the icing on the cake to have a great week. (laughs) Totally. Yes, I agree with all of those things, especially the eating because we all know that's important. The next positive habit that is really vital for for Allie and I to have a good week is to move. I say this all the time and I'm going to keep saying it, but feeling follows action. And if I'm feeling, you know, like sluggish or just tired, or I mean, just out of my groove, I know I need to move my body and get back into it. So, um, some of the ways that we like to get physical <laughs> are, um, <laughs> you know, that Ali's a yoga teacher. So um, she's an avid yogi. I'm a runner. That's something I've done my whole entire life. Um, more recently, well, actually, <laughs> not more recently. Hold on. <laughs> For like the past, I don't know, year? I like maybe, I mean, maybe sure. a year and a half. <laughs> Maybe a year and a half. Okay, a year, literally a year and a half. I've been trying and unsuccessfully completing the Kayla It Seems BBG Bikini Body Guide program. If you don't know what this is, um, that's okay. We'll link to it in our show notes. But I feel like you do know what this is because it's all over the internet and it's like this workout craze. It's hard as hell. Like, like I don't you, know. I can't finish. You'll want it. You will you know? want to throw up the f- the first whole month. And I I don't say that to scare you, but I just say it to be realistic. It is so hard. It's so hard, but it's so good. Like, yeah. Oh my god. So it's like 
it's this 12 week program. And for some reason I always fall off the horse at like week five. I don't know if I'm, I think maybe I've gotten to eight once. Anyway, they're 30 minute workouts. They're like actually 28 minute workouts or something. Um, high intensity, just so you know, I started back again. I started at Thanksgiving, didn't finish. Now I'm back again. Okay. So like somebody hold me accountable. I'm trying this again. Um, the point of this whole rant about this workout program is that working out, regardless of what kind of program it is or what you're doing, for me, um, it just keeps me feeling good. I know that I have to move my body in some way, at least a few times a week. Um, or I just, my brain is off. I can't focus and I just, I don't feel my best. So whether it's attempting this ridiculous <laughs> workout program or going for a walk or just, you know, going for a run or going for a hike, whatever it is, um, it's really important to us. And I think it's something that really helps me continue to live my truth and continue to try to dare to be the best version of myself. Amen, sister. <laughs> and just to wrap up that thought you were having, I think the silver lining of constantly being unable to finish this program really just speaks volumes to the fact that there's no finish line when it comes to our health and our movement routine or our habits we build around movement so long as we are moving. I think that's the underlying thing that we want to get across is that it doesn't matter if you try and attempt this for the next five years and not finish it, you are definitely making strides just by doing it. And that's the same for any kind of movement routine, right? Like there's no finish line. I've learned through years of yoga and also multiple injuries that the fancy shit is not the finish line. Okay. Like the finish line is when you're feeling connected on all three layers of your being, body, mind, and soul. And you're able to like really just live your life in the most happiest space possible. So there's no end goal, guys. We just want you to find a movement routine that you enjoy. Simple as that. That is the mm -hmm. truth. So next up that we want to talk about is intimacy. Um, intimacy covers a lot of different levels. Specifically, if you have a partner, um, also being intimate with your family members and your closest friends and then yourself, right? So a really positive habit to build is connection with yourself and others. And it's super simple and easy to just become focused on the busyness of the day and forget to connect. And when I mean connect, I'm talking like put your effing phone down, turn the TV off, actually pick up. Well, now I'm going to say pick up your phone, but if the person's in front of you. <laughs> Put your phone down, pick your phone back up, swap phones. That, that manifesto <laughs> didn't go so well, but let me try this again. Um, if you're with someone face-to-face, -face, put your phone down and actually look someone in the eye and have a real conversation. And instead of texting, pick up your phone and actually call someone or maybe you Skype them. But needless to say, connection is vital as human beings. We're having a human experience and we need to connect with others. It's just like built into our genetic makeup. So this is definitely a positive, healthy habit to build and cultivate and just stay really engaged in. I think 
you know, Carly and I have had such a blessing to be so close over the years. And also we have a lot of really epic, amazing girlfriends that we're surrounded with, but we do the work. Like it's not just, Oh, my best friend. Like, no, we, we definitely talk to these women. We stay in touch. We hang out multiple times throughout the year and we really work on it because we know how important it is. And then one other point, I just want to go back to the partner one. (laughs) So (laughs) Carly and I kind of smirk because, you know, we're women and we realize the difficulty of staying engaged in a sexual relationship that's intimate versus just having sex to have it, like checking the box off. And we know that both of those happen in every relationship. Yeah. But um, just being intentional about it because if you're in a long-term relationship, the sex changes, the intimacy changes, but we can work on it all the time. There's so much room for improvement to rekindle the love, deepen the love. Yeah. I don't know, Carl, do you have anything to say on that? I'm sure you yeah, do. <laughs> totally. I mean, I totally get where you're going with that. And I, I think the takeaway is just that it, it takes work. You know, It's going to take work with your life partner. It's going to take work with your friends. It's going to take work with your mom. It's going to take work with the, you know, co-worker relationships, your, you know, your work wife or whoever you're hanging out with there. And you have to put in the time to get the results that you want. It's almost like what we're talking about with working out. Like you just have to keep trying and you have to keep going and just think about how you react to other people. Like you're going to feel that pull towards someone that gives you the space and the love and the, you know, the ability to be yourself and you feel loved and you, and it makes you feel great when someone's there for you. So be that person for somebody else. And I think it will unfold, you know, all of our relationships are truly a mirror. And so I think that you really have to like go back to that age old saying of like, you get what you give. And I think it's just good to remember that. Yes. Thank you. We need, we needed that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, moving on that point, our next idea for a positive habit is to just chill out and slow the fuck down. You know, we are living in a crazy time. We are super interconnected. We all have a cell phone problem. Like I will admit that. Um, But taking time to step away from the chaos of your life is so unbelievably important when you're on this journey of uncovering your truth, when you're trying to change certain aspects that you don't love about your life right now. In order to do that, you need to check in and chill out. Um, The ways that I like to do that are I'm really, I'm a really big journaler. So I'm like, I like to spend some time writing in my journal. I try to do it every morning. I don't always, but it's definitely a relaxing thing for me. If you're not into that, I mean, whatever. I'm also, I love to meditate. Again, not a deal breaker if you don't like to do that. But I think just taking time to calm your mind in whatever capacity works for you, um, whether that's deep breathing, whether that's sitting and doing nothing for a few minutes, whether that's um, talking it out with somebody. I think that in this chaotic life, if we don't take time to check in, we're going to get burnt out real fast. And I can't stress enough the importance of quiet time. Mm-hmm. Like I know a few weeks ago I was feeling so stressed and like 
definitely burnt out. And of course I turned to Carly and I'm like, what do I do? You know, I just, I felt like I had an elephant on my chest and all the things were just crushing me. And she was like, you know, and here's me, the yoga teacher who should know these things, but don't forget Carly's our wannabe meditation guru. Um, so she just reminded me like, Ali, you need to schedule in some quiet time. Let your thoughts simmer down, you know, relax the body, bring the heartbeat back into the normal, the normal pattern. And it's just such a good reminder. That's the simplest reminder, right? Like we just need to find a moment to slow down. And yeah, super important. Find the way that works for you. Experiment, enjoy it, and then stick to it. So lastly, and don't forget, we have more positive habits. They're just over on the website. Lastly is go to bed. Ugh, we have a major sleep issue here at Truth and Dare. Uh, go to bed. <laughs> I want to go take me with you. Not in that way. Well, I, mean, I could just... take you to bed, but um, seriously, going to sleep and establishing a bedtime routine of some sort to coax you into a deep restorative sleep. I mean, it's, it's like the magic medicine, right? Because if you wake up and you didn't get enough sleep, then your whole day is just like starting on a shit note, at least for Carly and I. Oh, it's so bad. Like you have that little feeling like in your head and in your body that just like weighs you down. Yeah. So positive habit is to build a bedtime routine, which could consist of setting like a specific time, like let's say 9.30 or 10, where you start to go into bedtime mode. And if you have the newest update on your iPhone, there is a bedtime, like a bedtime setting now, which I really love. Do you have that, Carly? Are you talking about like where you can make the screen, that nightshade screen? Yeah. So so when you go into your alarm... There's now like a picture of a bed. And so you can set like what time you want to wake up and then what time you want your iPhone to tell you to go to bed. And so 30 minutes before it's bedtime, it'll shut down your screen to the nightshade and it'll literally tell you it's time to get ready to go to bed. (laughs) So awesome. So awesome. So yeah, I use that as a reminder and that's not to say it happens all the time, but the premise of it is then you start doing things to coax your body into that space. And whether that's turning down digital, opening a book, you know, maybe you listen to a podcast, maybe you do a nighttime meditation, maybe you do three restorative yoga poses, maybe you're like oiling up with essential oils. I don't know. Find something that you like and get into that mode and get into bed and go to bed. (laughs) So go Mm -hmm. to bed. Yeah. That's really, we'll go into it in more detail and give some of those tips that I just went over. But you know, sleep is, like I said, the magic medicine. It's how you're going to get through the next day and be able to really be a badass. True story. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are just some of the things that we think are, that, that make up our positive habits and You know, I think we just need to say, of course, we don't do this shit every day. Like we are not walking around like Gwyneth Paltrow in Goop. I don't know if you guys go to that website, but I do. (laughs) But um, like we are real people. And as I've mentioned now, like two or three times, 
I fall off the wagon a lot. Allie falls off the wagon a lot. Like we are not always on top of it, which is why we wanted to talk about this. I think it, you know, I just want to touch on for me, I feel like when I fall off the wagon, it's usually in the realm of trying to slow down. Yes, I'm a wannabe meditation guru, but I, I definitely don't check in with myself as much as I should. And I can feel it um, kind of creeping in when I start to get these feelings of like, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not doing enough. I am not being healthy enough. I'm not being organized enough. I'm not, you know, skinny enough. I'm not looking pretty enough. It's, it's like when I fall into this world of kind of like this constant comparison, and I know that it's crazy and I know none of those things are actually true, but it's when I'm not checking in with myself that I kind of go to that place. And um, of course I have other problem areas that are a little bit more superficial. Like I, I want to like eat healthy this week, but if I'm going to get real, I think that that's the place where I kind of fall into a bad habit and it's kind of twofold because I'm not checking in enough, but then it's a mental game in my head. And I don't know if I'm making any sense or if I'm just rambling, but that's a problem area for me. And I just like want to let you guys know that if you go to that place in your mind and you're you know, down the rabbit hole, you can, you can come out of it. And we we all go there and, you know, it's something I struggle with and I'm always trying to kind of pull myself out from that place. So you're not alone if you go there too. (laughs) I mean, you made total sense. So no rambling. It made a lot of sense. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will definitely agree with everything you said. I think my biggest fall off the wagon thing is disconnection. Because of the online community I built, I am online a lot. True. Didn't think about Mm -hmm. that. And so the disconnection really starts to take a toll on me. And so creating really strong boundaries around social media time, online time versus offline time, connecting with my husband and myself, and then also family members and friends is a really big point of, um, I guess, concern for me. And it's something I struggle with daily, like absolutely daily. I am just like everyone else. I'm scrolling too much. I'm clicking too much. I'm reading online too much. You mean, meanwhile, I have like shelves and shelves of books that I want to finish. <laughs> um, and so disconnection for me is one of the hardest habits to form. It's something I know is super important. The more and more we get online, especially with me and Carly building this online community now is creating those boundaries and habits. So however, like Carly and I said, there are ways to get out of it. There's not just like go down the rabbit hole and don't get out of the rabbit hole. Um, So we're going to kind of touch on that next. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole point is like we all fall down the hole. It's about how quick we're going to dig ourselves out of it. That's the really important part. So I think step into the ways that you can sort of switch out of that bad habit or negative place and try to like reconnect into a positive habit and a good place. Um, one thing I like to do is I like to do some visualizations, especially if I'm really kind of losing it. 
Um, I, I heard about this idea through another podcast. Um, it was a being boss episode. We love the being boss podcast. Um, but there was an idea about visualizing your future self and using this as a way to kind of set goals and intentions and create a positive habit, create positive habits. So what I do and what you can do is sort of get quiet and visualize you, your future self, and think about what you look like and who's surrounding you and what you're saying and what you're doing and what you're wearing, all of these different things. And I'll, I'll do a detailed breakdown of this in our show notes. But the point of this visualization is to see yourself in the future and then to make decisions in your present to match that future self. So you're kind of like acting the way that your future self would want you to act. And I find that when I do this and I tap into that, I can really quickly go from kind of, I'm going to be back in the rabbit hole, make a shitty choice to like, okay, what would future Carly want me to do in this situation? And it's always the better choice. So Mm. I really like to do Mm -hmm. that. And, um, I think I remember the specific episode that we're talking about here from Being Boss. Um, it's with Tara Moore who wrote the book. Yeah. yeah she wrote yeah. Playing Big and her book is, I think Carly and I both got it. Did you get it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Like right after I heard Yeah. That I haven't gotten through it yet. It's definitely like one of those books that you have to be committed to reading because there's stuff to do at the end of each chapter and um, it's called Playing Big for a reason. Um, but yeah, like Tara goes into even visualizing like, what do you want your living room to look like in your future self? Like, do you visualize, I think she said like she visualized all this bohemian beautifulness in her future self. And then she just started slowly, you know, remodeling her home and buying stuff that more matched that future self. And like within, you know, X amount of years, here she was in this beautiful bohemian home. So it's, yeah, it's like the visualization can go so much further then it can go into every crevice, right? Yeah. Uh Yeah. uh Something I like to do to snap out of it when you're in the moment and you're like, you know, maybe your inner self, your inner head or your inner chatter is really firing up. Like Carly was talking about, like, I'm not enough of this. I'm not enough of that. Then I'm going to just tell you to take five deep breaths, like close your eyes, inhale through the nose, feel your body expand with breath, feel that you have a life force inside of you, and then open your mouth and let all that shit go. So it's five cleansing breaths, And then from that space, I think you can move forward in a way more balanced, a way more balanced, just like thought process mood. You can get all the bullshit, negative self-talk out of there and move from a space of clarity. Um, And then Carly and I both love to journal. I think she's a little bit more of a journaler than I am. However, I know when I do take the time to journal, it is so cathartic. Isn't that a word? That's totally a word. And... (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) If my mom was listening, she's like the dictionary vocabulary guru. She would like, oh, we need Harriet. Harriet would be like texting me if I didn't use a word in the right context. (laughs) She's so strict about it, dude. So yeah, like it's so cathartic. And when I journal, I'm like an all over the place journaler. Like I'll write one word and then I'll journal. 
And then like, I'll point an arrow from what I just wrote back up to the other word and like circle that word and like start a bunch of times. And just like, I don't know. I just, I like want to propose free flowing journaling where you doodle and you write and something like one page might just be a whole big word. Um, you know, not necessarily like dear diary, but that's another form too. So how do you like to journal? Like what's your modus operandi? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely like a spastic journaler too. Um, I like, I guess it kind of depends. Sometimes um, if it's like a quick journal session before the day and I'm really trying to focus on something, I'll like to set an intention and be like specific and write a couple of sentences and let it go. But other times, like if I'm just like really needing to get some shit out, I'm just all over the page. And I think that's what journaling is. It's like that time for you to talk to yourself and to put it on paper. I feel like every time you write things down, you're kind of like making this contract with yourself. So it's kind of how, however that works for you. I don't think that putting any sort of like rules or boundaries on journaling is an okay thing to do because it's such a personal experience. So um, I just, it kind of goes both ways for me. Sometimes it's a little more structured. Sometimes I'm a little more crazy about it. Either way, though, um, it's such a good way to talk about your feelings, especially if you're a little bit more of an introvert, um, and to sort of think about what you're resisting and get a little bit more specific about what you want and um, the kind of habits that you want to create. So I love my journal. I love you, journal. (laughs) (laughs) I just just want to give everyone a forewarning that Carly and I have this like weird habit of making awkward noises. So you kind of heard a few of them this episode and they're going to definitely continue. So just don't be freaked out by them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Wait wait to warn them. Let's see here. I know Carly loves this thing called the five finger tap, which I have also been practicing and also been giving out that beautiful advice to the JJ, the journey junkie community. Um, awesome. yeah. So why don't you quickly explain that one? Cause it's, it's super, it's kind of like the five breath technique, um, a little bit more discreet cause you don't have to be like opening your mouth and massively exhaling. Yeah. So this one could work better at like work or if you're on the subway, um, you know, like if you're more in a, like more public setting and you don't want to start freaking people out. <laughs> <laughs> so true. This is like a, back pocket meditation kind of thing. Like keep it in your back pocket and whip it out when you're losing your shit. So I learned this one from my my girl, Gabby Bernstein. So what you do is um, when you feel yourself falling again down this like unavoidable rabbit hole, take your hand and you're going to tap your thumb to each finger. So thumb to the pointer finger, thumb to the middle finger, thumb to the ring finger, and then thumb to the pinky. And as you tap, say internally with each tap, it begins with me. And each word is with each finger. And so this is just such an amazing reminder. It begins with me. You are in control in any situation. If you're getting angry, if you're not living up to your habits, if you feel disconnected, take two seconds, close your eyes. You don't even have to close your eyes. You can just tap. It begins with me, each finger. And it's like this quick way to reprogram and get back on track. And don't worry because I'm going to link in this show notes um, to a five-ish minute guided meditation from me 
to you using this five finger tapping technique that I think is really going to help you guys learn to love it and like learn to rely on it when you, when you want to get to that space. So I hope you like it. I was just doing it as you were telling our listeners. So, and it felt really good. So yes, everyone, don't forget, go to the show notes, check it out. And then our last kind of little ditty piece of advice is mantra work. So mantra is kind of a buzzword in the health and wellness world. In the yoga community, a mantra can take on a Sanskrit term um, or a Sanskrit form or just plain old English. For this one, we're going to recommend plain old English. (laughs) And uh, I'm not like Deepak. I can't like whip out some epic Sanskrit mantra. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, we're talking about Deepak Chopra, who's like a god in the meditation world. Um, but yeah, so my mantra kind of changes consistently with what I'm needing in my life. And right now I'm doing a lot of creating and work over in the journey junkie community. And it's a lot of scary work and it puts a lot of fear into me and self doubt when really I know that it's only going to better not only myself, but really help others. And so my current mantra is be vulnerable and vulnerability is such an amazing tool and muscle to build because the more and more we adventure into living our truth and daring to change, shit gets real scary. And our fear triggers, those negative self-talk conversations start to surface. And that's where we have to lean into the discomfort and really build the muscle of vulnerability. So sticking, putting ourselves out there, you know, stepping as Brene, Dr. Brene Brown says in her book, Daring Greatly, she says this epic quote from... Teddy Roosevelt, which again, we're going to link to in the show notes because it's so, so epic, where the basic premise is to step into the arena of your life. And the quote is way longer than that, but vulnerability helps us and guides us to step into the arena of our life and be our best selves. And so for me, be vulnerable is something that I consistently repeat to myself. I write it down. I preach it to others because yeah, it's like, it's like a guiding light in, in the space that I'm in right now. So I love that. Yeah. Allie. And I think that that should be all of our mantras right now, because we're on a journey to live our truth and to dare to change. And that takes some guts. So I think we can all use a little bit of vulnerability. So if you feel inclined, maybe write that down, um, maybe put it in your phone and maybe make that your mantra. Maybe we can all share in that mantra. Together. Yeah. So, you know, on that note, to wrap this whole idea up of these positive habits, I just want to say that you're not powerless to your bad habits. Wherever you are right now is totally okay. In fact, it's great because we're all starting from a different point and that's what living your truth and daring to change is all about. The only way to deactivate old thoughts and old patterns is to activate new ones And we know that committing to just a few minutes every day of self-love and change and growth is going to give you a whole new perspective um, on your life. And it's going to help you form these positive habits. So the first step in doing that is even just being willing and then maybe to try something new, maybe check out our guided meditation or one of the ideas or tips that we gave today. Either way, um, wherever you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. I dig that, girlfriend. So 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Episode two is going down in the books. Don't forget if you want to join the conversation online, which we would love for you to, you can find us at www.truthanddaremovement.com. You will find all the tools and resources that we discuss in our conversations there. Also, you can find us on social media at Truth and Dare Movement. So that's where all the good stuff happens. Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. We really hope you cultivated some great tips and tricks from us, and we'll check in with you next week. Bye. Bye.